Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ann and Una. And you're listening to Engage, the podcast. where we discuss all things wedding planning and healthy relationships. It's your boy, Aon. Took you long enough. <laughs> Dramatic effect. I want I want him to really just like linger on my every word. You're really on your radio host shit. I am. Yeah. I'm with it. I mean, you know, that's a, a retirement goal of mine to like have a radio station and like in reality, it's like becoming like a this time um, you, so... Like, you got multiple podcasts moving. Um, I mean, if somebody want to throw me on their radio station, hey, if you're a radio host or some kind of connection to, like, the radio world and, like, want to bring that, want to bring radio back, want to make it lively. I think radio's still, like, pretty popping. Is it? When was the last time you listened to, like, the radio? I mean, I don't, like, listen to, like, a radio show like I'm like oh this is my radio show like I listen to this every day and I would I would say that podcasts are venturing into that that like you tune in regularly but like radio's still out here like people still on the radio people still like making sure their music gets played on the radio people still like having sh- talk shows and stuff so I guess I feel like I'm trying to think of the last time I listened to the radio like was like I'm about to turn on the radio versus I'm about to play. You literally listen music to talk. Radio. Oh, okay, you listen to talk radio all the time. I listen to like yeah, like football stuff, yeah. like sports stuff. I think that that's different than the lane that I'm trying to enter into potentially. Okay, fair enough. But it really is something different. I don't know how we got like truly onto talking about radio like this, but there really is something different like listening to music and like having like a radio host like usher you into a song like mm-hmm. it's very different or having morgan freeman usher you into savage mode too wow that was really um inventive we listened to that yes not even inventive they just like reinvented it mm-hmm. in a new atmosphere um so yeah go check out the that new album the 21 savage album Electro or Bowman. or literally the uh the music videos as well because that's a whole another aspect of um experiencing the music i guess yeah it was what did he say savage mode he was like there's there's no real distinction between a snitch and a rat (laughs) a snitch i don't know i'll try to get my morgan freeman on but like y'all should check it out though because i feel like it's definitely like you just gotta experience it yeah i mean we can't do morgan freeman justice but anyway welcome back um yeah I don't think I said my name. My name is Una Ife. If you have not been here before, thank you for tuning in. If you have been here before, welcome thank you. back to the podcast. Yeah. E40. I would love to go back and um, check how many episodes you have not had an E40 reference. I feel like E40 is in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see what I deal with on the daily? And the thing is, I don't even really like rock with E40 like that, but like his voice is just like 
It's very distinct. It's like a Morgan Freeman esque of, of hip hop. Oh goodness! Um, Is E Forty yeah. the Morgan Freeman of hip hop? What no. does it even mean? No. No, he's not. No. Um. But yeah, welcome back. We're excited to have you here. We are, you know, having a great Saturday so far. We hope you are as well. Um. And you know, as every week has gone in twenty twenty, it's it's a it's a been a, an interesting one. Folks still at the crib, you know, still in the pandemic. All the things are still happening. So a lot of people out here really not acting like there's a pandemic anymore. But you know, who am I? Talking about like go see this movie in theaters. No. Also, that is actually really upsetting. I would um, risk it though for for tenant. I'm not gonna lie to you. The thing is, I shouldn't have to risk it for Tenet. Like, you know I'm still in the house. Why can I only see this in the theater? Like, that's fair. I'll pay for it. I will. That's that's what I would be willing to do is pay for it. Where are you at, though? Yeah. And I can't do it. Like, some movies deserve $30. Mulan is not one of them. But I would have definitely cashed out for Tenet because, like, we yeah. would have spent 30 at the movies anyway. On, like, exactly. popcorn and, like, our tickets and, like, whatever else. Right. And, you know... It's really upsetting. It's really upsetting that things are not shifting as they should. But, you know, we had other stuff go on this week. um, And I feel like towards the end of this week, we both took off on Friday, which was amazing. Um, I had a, I I took a sick day. Oh, I'm sorry. He was sick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we spent Friday just like getting stuff done that we needed to get done. But also like very leisurely, which... It hits different to, like, be productive in the way that you want to be productive. Like, in the things that, like, are feeding you, in the things that you're like, wow, like, I'm doing something that, like, makes me feel good, but I know I'm getting work done. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I'm taking care of my house and my home. Or, like, I'm doing these things, checking things off my list that I haven't been able to have time for. So, that's been nice. Um... What else? Oh, we've been watching um, this show on Netflix called Ratchet. Yeah, with uh, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson, my girl. Um, it's very American Horror Story esque. We have like some characters, not characters, some actors who are in American Horror Story who are like in that show as well. But it's fire. Don't really know where it's going, but we suggest that you look into it because it was good. We also, after the Emmys, started watching Schitt's Creek. And y'all, we need some support here because I think that we have not gotten into it yet. Like we're on maybe like episode four at this point and we were kind of like... How did this win eight Emmys? Yeah, and granted, the first season isn't the one that won, won all these Emmys. But like, I think we just need to like buckle down get through this part and like build a connection to these characters because so far it's not hitting the way we wanted it to and maybe it's just because like we had all these expectations with all these emmys but who knows um i feel like if you sweep the emmys for comedy like i should be laughing every episode every episode multiple times but again it's not bad it's not a bad show oh absolutely not it's just like not you know like I think we also had just come off of watching New Girl where like Hilarious. we were we were there every time and I'm sure New Girl had to have won some enemies but um we were there every time and we like we had we had built our favorite characters we knew who we like loved like all that stuff so um all that to be said we're going to give it another shot but if you love Shit's Creek please tell us where it uh gets good Yeah please do um, we've been listening to good music, filling our house with some music, 
hanging out with the pup. All the good stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's our update. I mean, I don't know if y'all wanted to hear all of that, but we're trying to kind of set all of these episodes in the times, right, of like what what we are doing. Um, and I don't know if that's helpful or if we should make it like a clearer segment or less of a segment or just like not tell you any of it. But we also know that you're he- not here for this. Like, that's not the main reason you're here. Um, and it's been a while, but we're finally going to talk about um, getting back to some wedding planning stuff. I know that a lot of people have joined um, and subscribed to our podcast who have told us that they got engaged recently. Yeah, and we especially- had- I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. I was just going to say, and especially like trying to figure out how to plan a wedding during COVID now. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. I was about to say, shout out to the people who, and like we didn't even think about this when we first made the podcast, like our, the title of our podcast, Engage the Podcast. Like if people just got engaged and they're looking for wedding planning-esque things, of course they're going to like type engaged in Spotify or Apple like Music or whatever. Oh, but well, <laughs> I didn't. Um, and you know, people are like, like someone like hit us up and was like, Hey, like followed your podcast, just got engaged. Yeah. Like someone tagged us in like one of their pictures. It's like, Hey y'all just got engaged. Um, yeah. So like, it's, it's really, it's really cool that, you know, we have like, this is going on. It's exciting. Yeah, for sure. We're so glad you're here. And um, because we are no longer planning our wedding, I think it's easy for us to like think ahead of all the different things um, related to now being married rather than planning a wedding. But we're going to, you know, rewind it back real quick. Is your friend (laughs) anthem? And tell you a little bit more about, um, you know, our process um we have absolutely of course like talked about it as we were planning it but i think that at this point we also have had enough time in between to kind of look back in hindsight about some of the things that um we should have done wish we would have done um things you know i guess process like how all of that went for us because we're pretty unique in the fact that we have basically planned three different weddings. <laughs> three distinctly different weddings. <laughs> like, very different weddings. And, like, got into planning them, like, almost full out. Like, at a point. Yeah. Like, I think... I mean, like, in our two-year engagement span... Like, I'm glad that we took that two years. Like, I was always I glad know. to, like... When it came to, like, the planning and part... Or planning part stuff, like, we had a lot more, like, flexibility, but... Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, on today's episode, we're going to kind of take you through all three of these different types of weddings um, that we had and share some of the lessons learned um, because there were a lot of them. Um, And yeah, we hope you enjoy. Uh, Starting off with... Our first, um, our first wedding that we were supposed to, well, not our first wedding, our first plan for our wedding. Right. And for those of you who are new here, we did only have one wedding. Yeah. We um, just had many iterations before we got there. Yeah. So we get engaged, uh, September, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we start to plan, we're like, okay, we want to have like 
a traditional size wedding, I guess, like, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, and with, I uh, think... 150 people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was going to be in Madison, Wisconsin, um, where Una's from and where we both went to, to school and stuff. Context. Context, yeah. And so... I think that this stemmed from one, just knowing that we had like a lot of family members, we had a lot of people that we wanted to celebrate with, and we really wanted to have, um, yeah, like we wanted to be celebrated. And I think I know personally, like I had um, had a vision of what my wedding would look like, and it included walking down the aisle with full full rows of people on either side like a party afterwards you know some drinking some good music food all that stuff right um all the things you think of when you think of a wedding um and yeah so we started off there and I think the first lesson that we learned in that process was we really and something that we we share with other couples and that we want to share with you is that we highly suggest um, deciding what is important to you and to you as a couple. Yeah, because I think um, even what Una just touched on about like she had this idea and like I had ideas, you know what I'm saying? But like I didn't have the the full aesthetic or like any of that. I just knew like, you know, we were going to get married and we were going to turn up afterwards. <laughs> um, but like the what that looked like I had no clue. Um, right. And so like to be able to um walk through I think we made like a top three list or something like that. Yeah, we each made we each made our own top three list and then combined our list to really talk about like what that meant. Was it a vibe we were looking for? Was it like an actual tangible thing we wanted to have? What have you. And so I think what we ended up with um were a few different things when we narrowed it down. We really wanted to have a photographer um who was going to capture our day in a way that really felt that looking at the pictures brought us back and felt exactly how we were feeling on the day. Man, shout out to Anna Marie Photo at Anna Marie Photo on Instagram. Um Yeah, she 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 did that. She did exactly that. Um and we also yeah, I think keeping those memories was was huge. I think that was at the top of both of our lists. Um, we also really wanted to have a party atmosphere. We wanted it to feel like a celebration. We wanted it to be full of music and all of that stuff. But we also realized that a DJ wasn't important for us. So f- when we have thrown parties before, we handle the music. Like, there's just a playlist. Anthony is notorious for... the DJ, A-O-N. <laughs> he is notorious for creating playlists and creating an atmosphere and so we weren't worried about the music but something that felt like it needed to be a part of our party atmosphere if you will was that like we had good music good food good drink which I think goes to like having an open bar and for us, because of our budget limitations, was going to probably look at like getting wholesale from a liquor store, which also we highly suggest. Save some money, some coin, especially if you have the ability, some some venues, I guess, just, you know, they have control over where you get that kind of stuff. But the that wholesale was, would have been the move, though. Absolutely. Um, and so we were, we were thinking about those types of things, um, but we also really... Um, 
kept coming back to each other to be like, what exactly is it that we want? And I think that that helped us have clarity, not only for that wedding when we were planning a traditional wedding, but actually throughout every iteration, um, because we had already set the groundwork to be like, what do we really want? Are we, um, are we facilitating all the feelings and the, the energy and the, like the vibes that we want from this party and this celebration, um, similar to how we wanted it in the first place. Um, and I guess that brings us to number two, which is saying no to people. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, like, I think everyone who's planned a wedding, like, has encountered this of, like, you know, parents, um, other relatives, or just, like, people come out of the woodwork, like, hey, where my invite at? Hey, like, because, like, I don't, I don't know what the... I think for some people, like, right, like, people who've seen you grow up and stuff like that, I understand, like, a a feeling that, you know, it, it would be nice for them to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, they would love to, like, see the moment. But, like, they're not, it's not, uh, it's not a for sure, for sure thing by any means. Like, no one, especially, like, in this time, is, like, is granted 100%, like, they're going to make it to your wedding, like, like, your parents, are probably like the only people that like I feel um have that like access um you know depending on like your relationship of course but like um people are just coming out the woodwork to to try to get into this wedding um right. and especially with how we were paying for it um right. like we couldn't afford everybody to come like no. it would have been fantastic and that was before zoom even became like a real thing but um you got to say no to folks absolutely and I think you know like it happened. I think that it's like a twofold, right? Is that what can you afford? Who do I want to be there? And can I have all those people there? And it really ended up being like we had to have a tiered list of like our friends and our family and, and so on because it just was going to get out of hand quickly from the people that we wanted. And then it's a whole nother side, like you said, of like, you know, that person who saw you grow up when you were doing this thing and at this time and, like, they would really want to be there. But you're like, but I haven't talked to that person in years. Years. Like, literally years. I don't even remember what they look like. A decade. <laughs> so, we had, like, a few of those people where um, you also have to be able to say no because this is your day. This is your wedding. Um and are they going to add to the atmosphere of like helping you celebrate yourself um, and each other? Um, I think I actually talked to like a friend recently and shout out Sydney and Tone recently got engaged. So excited for them. And this is who said this. Um, yeah, we we're so, so happy for them. And you might remember them from our episodes, um, Girl Type girl talk and guy talk um last season so go check those out if you haven't but but after sydney got engaged she was like i realized that um you know having so the people who we are celebrating with is is more than us and i think that's absolutely true that it's not just you um celebrating your love with each other but it's really like your family, your friends, your any extended family, especially if you are like the first people in in your family circle or what have you to get married. It is other people involved in that, but it has to be a balance yeah. of being able to say one, okay, but is this person actually going to like de- 
detract from like me having a good time or me thinking about certain things or me being able to celebrate to my fullest extent um or and am I doing this for somebody else or am I doing it for me yeah because like I mean there are people like people have helped you get to where you are like I think that was one of the biggest things like I was reflecting on like man like a lot of things had to align for like all this stuff to happen right but in the same breath like the people who helped you get here should also understand that like it's not about them being here right. necessarily. Right. It would be fan- like it's a it's a privilege and an honor to be invited to someone's wedding. Absolutely. And um most of it like most of the time like it's not done like when people don't get invited like people can't come like it's not done out of like malice or anything oh, like that. Oh no, right. Um at least hopefully. At least hopefully, right? <laughs> and like and we didn't have any of those no. um so just just for folks as they're planning um feel comfortable saying no, like take the heat from you know, your parents or whoever um, may have, like, um, you know, differing opinions on, like, your guest list um, and just move forward. Because at the end of the day, like, it's, it's your day and you're getting married and, like, it's up to it's up to you to really make it pop. Absolutely. Um, and then I think knowing how traditional we wanted our wedding to be, that brings us to number three, is that we definitely suggest looking at non-traditional wedding venues. Our original wedding venue was at a um in nature preserve in madison or technically monona wisconsin um and beyond just it not being like your typical like church and then reception area or like a full like banquet hall or what have you um the aldo leopold nature center just like really stood with some of like the values that i feel like we had um and i think more importantly it was clear from like the moment we stepped on the property that they had our best interest at heart it wasn't just like let's check the boxes um do you have this this and this this is what our package is and like oh cool you signed the paper we'll see you in however many months when you get married because wedding folks be like fake sometimes you know what uh, I'm saying? yes like they like it gives off like a very like oh hi like mm-hmm. okay we have this oh you can afford that oh, okay it's gonna be kind of tough mm-hmm. but you know and like you just don't want you want like people who are authentic and like who right. really are like trying to make your day special and not like make money off of you right like they're not not just selling you a package but they're really like how can we make this like your day like what do you want out of this how do you want to feel like we want to not only make this as easy as possible for you and smooth for you but like we want this to feel good um and we could tell that from the moment that we like stood like stepped on the property that like that's exactly where they were and i think with all of our venue or vendors um it was the same um, which, you know, also we had the ability to do that because we looked early. <laughs> yeah. We like, as soon as we got engaged, I think we started talking about venues and things like that. Um, we originally were planning to get married in September. And so I think ex- like exactly almost two years before we got, n- we were supposed to get married in September. We chose a wedding venue, I think maybe like October or November after we got engaged. Yeah. Um, and so we had a lot of time, which gave us a lot more options and allowed us the the time and the space to actually like go to different venues and see how we felt about not only like the communication we were getting, but like, does the, does the venue feel right? Um, all of those things. Um, and of course, there are always like 
unforeseen issues that you just might not know ahead of time um, that could come up and make you not feel as like secure in in your choices but I think for sure having enough time and having that one and a half to two years of planning ahead um, and being able to like go and search before it felt like if you don't book this as soon as you leave, like you're not going to have anywhere to get married. Yeah. Um, so we definitely suggest having um, time. Maybe that means having like a longer engagement or maybe that means already knowing kind of, especially if it's like more of like a private venue or like, you know, your backyard or something like that. Which you, could also be like super fire. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Um, yeah. Look early so that you have options, right? Also like you can't make your choices... If you can't make the choice that you want always if you don't have the options available to you. Yeah, and don't like do like I did and like Google wedding venues near me. Cause like, <laughs> when they, did you do that? I did that work. I was just like, when we were looking for venues, uh-huh. um, like that's when we first, I think like when we got back from Baltimore after being engaged, like I started to like look okay. up spots. Yeah. And I was like, shit, like all these places are dumb expensive. Yeah. And like they charge a lot, um, which actually gets us to our last point about um, this particular um, wedding plan that we had Uh, from a budget standpoint. um, I think that's something that we didn't do a good job of at first um, was we, we would make a budget. We would have a number and we wouldn't stick to that number necessarily. Um, at all really yeah not even necessarily <laughs> like and then like it went from like we were like oh like we have 150 people cool that'll cost like x amount of dollars per plate and then like oh man like what about the dj oh what about all this other stuff and then our number just kept going up and like again me and uno were the only ones that are like really like paying for this wedding right. and like we it had, quickly we had went, money. <laughs> right it quickly went out of control i don't think we i we didn't have a clear plan at all as far as our budget went i think that we like went into it being like okay well like let's see how all how much all of this costs um and then we'll reevaluate and figure it out um if we had gone along with that plan we would be in debt from our wedding (laughs) like which i would recommend for folks um if you are in a position where like you're planning a wedding by yourself or even if you're just like you don't want to like get your money too tied up in it like take out a loan uh versus like using your credit cards um, cause you have like the cash on hand and then you just pay it off in like, like a standard monthly payment versus right. uh, something else. Right. Um, yeah. And so like, we just, we were not, we were not ready <laughs> as far as like budget was concerned to really like understand and figure out how to pay for all of it. Um, And so I think if we were to plan that wedding again, we would definitely first, yes, it's important to know how much things cost. I mean, I don't think people, you know, vendors are working and they need money and they have um, their prices set for a reason, but don't ever go into a meeting with a vendor or anyone you're working with without knowing that if they aren't in your budget that you have already made, that they might not be able to work with you, right? I think that like thinking of 
like our photographer, for example, like Anna was always super flexible with us, not not in payment because she deserved to get paid for sure um, exactly what she was charging us. But as we'll talk about further, we, when our plans changed or when things came up, she was always willing to be like, okay, well, like let's see how this works. And if you're working with a vendor who is not willing to do that in any way, then that probably is a red flag that you shouldn't be working them with them in, a fir- in the first place. And so rather than, you know, saying, okay, well, this person is completely out of my league. I can't afford this, for example, for like a florist or something, going in and saying, okay, so like I see that you can do all of these things. Here's the issue though. I have this much money set aside for these flowers and I really want to make this work I love your work what can you do for me um and most people will figure it out and help you out and know that weddings are expensive and your wedding will still look beautiful maybe it will be a little bit more minimalistic but that's okay and just as beautiful um so definitely um instead of continuously increasing your budget really go in knowing what your budget is and knowing that a vendor should be able to work with that I don't want to say our our lack of budgeting, but just like our flexibility to say it nicely um, of budgeting kind of impacted us also as we like transitioned to our Italy plan um, and moving from the what ended up being like a hundred person invite wedding in Madison to the destination wedding, which initially when we were looking at stuff like Things were um, things were at or a little bit over, just like a little bit over mm-hmm. what we were going to budget for Madison. Um, but over the course of what would have been like six days, six, seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that regard, like it made sense for us to to use that money and to like use it for like a greater thing. Right. But even like as we got to Italy, um and like all the things that we were trying to do like our budget i think like went up like ten thousand dollars like over the course of like us trying to plan for like these new things right and i think right like you said i think knowing that we were planning for a vacation rather than one single day was the reason that we chose a destination wedding in the first place um and why we were able to i think in the at the time um, justify those changes. Um, and we wanted it to be special for our guests. And I think, um, there were a lot of little things that like in hindsight, we were going to be in Italy anyway. And so everything would have been beautiful and we didn't need like decorations for a pizza party. Like (laughs) there were a lot of things that came up where I was like, oh my gosh, but that looks so amazing. Those string lights that like look like you're in a wonderland would be fantastic but like do we have a thousand dollars to spend on fairy lights like absolutely not no you don't um and so i think like shifting when you're thinking of a of a destination wedding um that sticking to your budget and knowing that even simplicity will like be beautiful and exactly like kind of what you dreamed of um 
kind of stood at like the forefront um in hindsight um so like wanting this like ultimate italian trip and a villa with like a cute little like car or like drinks at the pool like and like real life Lizzie McGuire movie right like we don't have that money like that's not us but knowing instead that it's already going to um you know like going to Italy for our wedding was already the ultimate trip rather than trying to think of it as like this is going to be over the top. It's going to be over the top anyway because we're in Italy, right? Um, and so I think that also brings us to logistics. Um, I think we differ about how we talk about this, but like Anthony, I think, wanted things to be simple from the get-go, but me wanting to be in control, like, did not let that happen. So, for example, we really just wanted to make, like, logistics for all of our guests really easy and straight to the point. Um and so I wanted to plan all of our travel and excursions and trips and all of these things. And instead, I think when you're thinking about a destination wedding, you are not there planning in person. You don't know most of these vendors. You may be going through different people um, from your venue or, you know, from the, your the place that you're staying um, to make plans for a destination wedding. And you really just have to let go of control and know that. Um, it's okay for the people who have decided and agreed to come to your wedding to plan part of their trip. Yeah, You do not have to do all of it, and um, it's just too much. It's already stressful enough planning for yourself to go anywhere overseas. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think where uh, I think Juanita and Tim, uh, also a small plug, uh, episode something, Airplane Mode in Season 1. Um, I really admired how they did their destination so like they did a destination wedding in mexico um it was at an all-inclusive resort so they didn't have to worry about food um they had like two or three like excursions that were optional for folks like as a group to like hey like if you want to come with us to this you can we're going to be there like you know let us know we'll see you around it was like a like a water park right and or just like stuff. these things are around the hotel like if you want to check it out, like, go see the concierge, right? Yeah, and granted, like, our location, which also, like, was something that um, I would encourage folks to look at in terms of, like, where you're, um, where you're staying at um, in relation to, like, different excursions or, like, to the nearest airports and, like, all that stuff. Like, was our location necessarily wasn't in, like, the best spot um, in terms of, like, being able to coordinate things in the most, like fluent manner or even just people being able to like hop on a taxi to like go five minutes down the road or something like that Mm -hmm. um and so logistics in general from like managing people's travel to creating a whole like essentially like van route for (laughs) six days um and you know stop for stop time for time like it just would have been a lot Mm -hmm. um and yeah so like i feel like if you're going on a destination like there are things that you should plan. Like if you got to make meals or whatever, like that's cool. Um, but like if you can limit the amount of logistics that you have to plan um, while still feeling like, like if you need like the sense of control or like to be able to have your hands on some things, um, just being able to balance that a little bit would be my suggestion for folks. 
Absolutely. And I think our last um, lesson learned for planning a destination wedding is make sure that you have a really clearly defined contract or go through a bigger entity when you're planning your trip. So, for example, Juanita and Tim went through a resort and it had an all-inclusive plan. Um, We found our villa on Airbnb. Um, and it was beautiful, and they had a second uh, villa that was going to be coming available, but was not yet on Airbnb because it hasn't hadn't been renovated. And so, because of this, they were willing to give us a discount, which of course we wanted to take. That allowed us to have both villas for a much reduced price. However, that meant we had to go directly through them um, versus Airbnb. Mistake. And while, you know, in some ways, if it had worked out, if coronavirus didn't happen, Mm -hmm. we probably would have been fine. But because we didn't go through Airbnb, um, they kept our full deposit. They have our money still and we are able to go back, but not really on our terms. Right. Um, And so if we had gone through Airbnb something that had much more clearly defined ways of dealing with the unforeseen things that might pop off, um, we would have our money back. Uh, Airbnb was giving refunds for anybody based on coronavirus Full stuff. refunds. And so we would not have to worry about any of that. And so I think just in general, one, know that it's possible that if things, your plans change, that your refund may not come back to you. Um, but two, try to go through something bigger or really define what your contract is safeguarding you from anything to happen yeah and i think that right now especially with like covid being like a thing um like folks are starting to change their contracts but just like make sure you understand exactly what is written in those um or at least know that you might not get your money back yeah or (laughs) at least know that be cool with that from the get-go i ain't cool with it still nah not that at all man that's crazy Um, And yeah, so those are our lessons learned, um, basically, from those first two iterations. Um, And so because we planned a third, and it was actually what we did, we will, of course, be having another episode in the next few weeks um, that really goes into detail about how we planned basically a DIY wedding um, during COVID on a budget. Um, And we will share all of our logistics secrets, our wedding budget. We'll talk about what we saved and splurged on and what things we wish we had done differently and um, the things that we did that that made it go super smoothly. Um, And so... Just today, we hope that you got something from this discussion, especially if you are planning a wedding um, during COVID. If you are, um, you know, thinking about this in your however long future, (laughs) Um, if this is something that you're thinking about, we hope you got something from it. And specifically, we really want to leave you with no matter what type of wedding you might be having or planning um, or just thinking about. Um, do what feels right for you and your partner. Um, always come back to your budget and protect your interests. And um, let go of the small details that are holding you 
up or stressing you out um, and continue to return to each other. Make sure that you're checking in. Um, make sure that you're venting when things are frustrating or you're overwhelmed with planning. Um, and also make sure that you're finding things to take your mind off of planning. Your wedding is going to be amazing. It's going to be exactly what you need it to be. Um, but it's not everything. At the, what comes first is your relationship with each other. And if you're only stressed and thinking about your wedding, um, it becomes really exhausting. Um, so just like protect yourself and your energy and love on each other because this is a really exciting time um, if you are in this place of planning and um, looking forward to your future together. Yeah. Yeah, what you said. Really uh, <laughs> wrap that up there. Um, and yeah, so with that, that's our episode. Please go ahead and leave us a comment. If this resonated with you or if you have any other questions, if there are things we haven't covered and you want that to be covered in our episode about our DIY wedding, please include it below. We will also make sure we send out a little Q&A stuff for um, Instagram. We are usually most active on there. Um, and last but not least, we have been thinking about having a grand old trivia party um, via Zoom. So if you are interested in that, you want to be um, a part of that, we are really looking forward to it to it and wanting to make it happen within the next you know month or so um so if you want to be a part of engage the podcast trivia let us know it will not be wedding it wouldn't be on us (laughs) focused at all or about us at all this is a trivia just to bring people together um and have a good time um and we will be um sharing details to come yeah you're crushing it right now. <laughs> I don't uh, have anything else no, to add. Slight work. It's, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we will catch you all on our next episode. Yeah. All right. Thanks, y'all. We are excited to engage with you further. Peace. This episode of Engage the Podcast was produced by me, Unai Fay, and Anthony. Our theme song was created by Anthony and produced by me, and the rest of our podcast music was created by James Grissom. Please make sure you slide us five stars, comment, share, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show, and be sure to follow us at Engage the Podcast on Instagram. As always, thanks for listening. Peace.